Hello and welcome to another new episode on Journeying with Jesus. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on wherever you are and whenever you're listening. Um, today with us, we also have Tyron. Hi, Tyron. Welcome. Hi. Uh, nice to be here with you again. Always a pleasure. The pleasure is mine. So, here we are and uh, on this episode... we're going to be talking about biblical culture so um just to give some rele- relevance or a better understanding in today's time uh if you see tyran yesterday's news is already history today we have something new and um, the pace has never been this high right and culture has has been hugely impacted by this so um is the bible still relevant does culture really matter when it comes to the bible we're going to you know get into that topic and you know have um, have um, you know this episode to discuss this particular topic so why don't we begin with prayer and uh, then we could do sure sure dear father in heaven we thank you for this opportunity we have to be able to discuss your word father we thank you um for your scripture for giving us the bible um on which we can base our faith we thank you that through your word our faith increases we thank you for giving us the holy spirit to have a better understanding we pray that as we um discuss this interesting topic today you be with us speak to us and through us father this time we give in your hands and we ask in jesus precious name amen amen Okay so Tyrant like I always ask you when I say biblical culture what comes to mind um well two things comes to mind uh the first mm-hmm. thing is in the <clears throat> circumstances the time uh mm-hmm. and the culture of the people who live mm-hmm. at the biblical times which mm-hmm. is very hours today. So that's the first thing that comes to mind. The second thing also uh well this is embedded in that word culture which is an agglomeration of a lot of things. Um people are, what what people usually give us definition for culture is usually just the tip of the mm-hmm. iceberg. <laughs> so cuz culture goes uh above and beyond um the basics mm-hmm. you know music food etc it is is far beyond that so it also include the other thing the other aspect uh, particularly in in the context of the bible of course is um how people live in terms of morality mm-hmm. and in terms of their beliefs about the world about reality mm-hmm. and how life should be lived so those are the two things that come to mind right uh which uh when we look at our world mm-hmm. today uh we're like hmm. <laughs> how do we make sense of this right and is it really relevant mm-hmm. for us since we have uh there's so many changes as you rightfully mm-hmm. mentioned uh that happen it, i i would go go as far as to say that um it's not um it's no longer yesterday um what is it today's news is uh, what is it um what happened to this yesterday's mm-hmm. news or the expression yes was i would say that yesterday's news is this. history today ah oh, right so what was yesterday is history today now it's what was um 
this morning's mm-hmm. news in history by right because <laughs> there's so many things that are happening right. um, the pace is definitely mm-hmm. uh, increased full right um, I think I think for me when I think of um, cul- culture and cultural differences um, I got a much better understanding when I moved from one country to another from my home country to um, and then I came here to Costa Rica um, and it happens to everybody who moves uh, you know away from their home country um, and especially for uh, right. in, in my case it's it's like two ends of the map like <laughs> coming all the way from the east mm, to the west right it's a, it's a huge right huge yes. difference there. so um, and... the the farther you move from your country the 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 more different and diverse the culture is so I uh, uh-huh. I got a greater understanding once I moved and I saw the the real difference in culture um, especially I think with uh, the culture in the US or in the UK or the uh, Australian culture places like these where most Indians you know migrate to um, the culture is so much uh-huh. um, uh, out there like you can see it on TV you can see it in movies and music and things like that but places like Costa Rica is not uh-huh. uh, you know because it's not an english speaking country it's not really represented in global um, you know in a global platform in that sense so a lot of things i had to come and discover for myself you know in terms of differences in culture so if there is such a difference just depending on where you're placed you know geographically where you're placed and if there's such a difference between um, culture depending on which generation you belong to like the things that your your parents <laughs> followed right. you don't and the things that your grandparents followed your parents didn't so you know so there's cultural difference everywhere today and um, like sometimes i think um, back in biblical times uh, if you saw a man and a woman come together in marriage they were not anywhere you know so close in age you know the the man was much older uh-huh. um, than the woman and um, i you know i often think would that make sense now as much as it did back then and it wouldn't because back then even though you let's say you're 20 years apart your culture hasn't changed so much uh-huh. so your your thinking is pretty much the same right. but in today's time if you're 2 right. years older than someone someone you know you're already thinking <laughs> differently it's right? a problem so there's uh-huh. such diversity in terms of culture So in this world of you know cultural differences how do we you know look at the word uh, because you, we know for a fact that god is the same yesterday today and forever right we know that the word of god does not change but how how do you apply it to your lives so that's what you know um, i want us to be able to discuss um, in this podcast because you know people may say right. well you know that was back in the day biblical times were very different it does not <laughs> apply to me today uh-huh. things like that um okay to to give an example let's say when it comes to clothes okay dressing up uh-huh. so so the way the people dress up in say my home country in india is very different from the way people dress up in the west okay of uh-huh. course now uh-huh. with um, you know cross culture and you know uh, yeah this whole globalization cultural globalization and media and all of this uh-huh. 
uh-huh. people are starting to become very similar to each other although they don't belong to the same uh, country or the same culture you know but uh-huh. there's still there are still people who are rooted in their culture and rooted in their you know uh, ethnicity in their values and principles or uh, even in their dress ethics right so the way people dress in india uh-huh. is very different from the way people dress here and again i'm not talking about urban india i'm talking about you know people of the other class so there's right. such a difference okay people don't give so much importance to being completely dressed <laughs> if i may say uh-huh. that i don't know i feel like i might be walking on eggshells talking about this topic but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's inevitable yeah, i know it's I inevitable know. in this so let's conversation just go with it. <laughs> so people don't look at being scantily dressed as a problem you know um uh, in the west like uh-huh. showing your skin um it it's not it's not a big deal but um it it kind of is a big deal uh, in india in the biggest cities it's it's probably not cuz there's it's it's usually represented as urban india people are more open about things they're more you know part of the globalization that's happening uh-huh. but the rest of india isn't right okay and now uh, okay. let's look uh, if you were to look at jewelry for example jewelry is a big is a big thing uh, in india like if if you know anything about uh-huh. indian culture you, you must know, especially south indian culture you must know that jewelry is a big part of um, indian culture you know people um have so much <laughs> of gold with them and you know uh, and it's mostly gold you know uh, when it comes to jewelry uh-huh. which right. is not that popular right. or it's not a really a big thing here maybe you know uh-huh. just your your wedding ring or some fancy necklace but nothing beyond that you know in india it goes way beyond all kinds of limits that you may think of so it's it's different in culture so when you look at the bible there's one thing in the bible how you're supposed to be dressed how, whether or not you should be wearing jewelry or you know all of these things it's 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 been given in the bible but people are still so different they could be christians they could be the, the people reading the same bible but they still do different things because they come from different cultures so then when you weigh the two are you giving more importance to your culture or are you giving more importance to what the bible is saying can you see where i'm going with this uh yes yeah so you know i i want us to discuss on on that like you know uh, being culturally different sure. but still having the relevance uh having relevance to what the bible says. Uh, right. So then this is uh from my experience and uh my uh, you know reading of scripture and talking to other people about these issues um how I approach this um this uh topic is uh, I th- which I think is very important. is um there are four questions mm-hmm. uh, in philosophy that are very important for people to answer and to have a a clear answer these help you to live a full mm-hmm. life um and they are uh who mm-hmm. am i very important mm-hmm. one uh where do i come mm-hmm. from which so the first one who am i has to do with your identity mm-hmm. uh where do you come from with your your origins mm-hmm. uh what am i here mm-hmm. for Purpose. um your purpose and finally uh where mm-hmm. am i going your mm-hmm. destiny so every mm-hmm. culture 
has an answer mm-hmm. to that question, right? In all of its uh, practices, in all its ideas, its beliefs, superstitions, mm-hmm. in all that is encompassed in a culture, um, it's trying to give an answer to those questions in one mm-hmm. way or another. Uh, whether it's done consciously or unconsciously, we're all trying to answer those mm-hmm. questions. So I think for me, the key one here is identity. Because mm-hmm. uh, when we speak of culture, our culture, the culture in which you're born in shapes your mm-hmm. identity. It affects it in one way or another. So the, the as you pointed out, the key uh, important uh, thing to have clear in our minds is how much is how much is my culture going to determine my identity mm-hmm. um and there's no escaping that because you're born in it uh, you grew up you certain practices certain beliefs it's going to influence yeah, your like, life it's going to almost you, you, you think, can't you can't be objective there's no escaping right, it. <laughs> in it right you, there's no there's no there's no mm-hmm. escaping it it's, it's mm-hmm. inevitable however um when it comes to jesus because jesus um when he came to earth he was born also into mm-hmm. a culture he was born into the nazarene uh, nazarene culture the galilean mm-hmm. culture and the people of his time right um and what what we have to do or what i do is i look at this from the point of view as when jesus calls mm-hmm. us um he is calling us to something mm-hmm. new he does not ignore all of the realities that are part of our mm-hmm. identity he's well aware of that fact but he, ma- he makes it clear that when he calls us from something he's calling us from <laughs> all of the realities that we have currently find ourselves mm-hmm. in he calls us to a new to his reality mm-hmm. and to the objective reality uh which is life in his mm-hmm. presence and that means we and that's why he uses the metaphors mm-hmm. right of being born again right being born again being born uh, into a new mm-hmm. family uh, be, or being uh, in some cases adopted into mm-hmm. this family uh, and uh, so we're ultimately a starting over right. basically um not not physically of course but spiritually we're starting over and so that involves a re or reorganizing a revisit of our identity uh and the things that have in previous before this decision have influenced mm-hmm. us and so it's 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 that beginning of that process where we begin to evaluate and measure you know the things from our culture that okay uh, how pr- um no longer than uh two weeks ago i had a in our devotions we were talking about um a, a re- what should our kids read mm-hmm. what, sh- what should our children mm-hmm. be reading and uh, i in one of the the parts of the devotion we some um uh, the text in the book of first corinthians is brought up where paul says uh every not uh, everything is uh mm-hmm. allowed but not everything is profitable mm-hmm. um and other translations uh expand mm-hmm. on that and render it as everything is allowed but not everything is constructive mm-hmm. and profitable for your spirit uh not constructive for your character mm-hmm. and profitable for your spiritual mm-hmm. life 
So I think um, when it comes to the culture, we end up in this eternal debate of <laughs> um, God looks at your heart mm-hmm. and not your outward appearance, which that statement in itself uh, is taken out of context. And people don't really think mm-hmm. true what mm-hmm. they're saying because it's almost as if uh, the term in the, in the text is heart, but really what that means is uh, your being, you know, your uh, your mind, your thoughts, etc. So uh, we know that the heart itself, <laughs> it, you know, isn't where um, the, the where you do the 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 thinking, your beliefs and ideas don't you know generate in your heart, the organ, um, or rather in your mind. And uh, Paul, you know, uses he reminds us that we have to be. A renewed our mind has been renewed by the by this the, the word and by the spirit so that we can discern what is God's will uh, so uh, this conversation often leads to that road of well God is looking at the uh, God and and they use this text you know God looks at the outward appearance uh, I'm sorry man looks at the outward appearance but God mm-hmm. looks at the heart but this this idea mm-hmm. uh, ignores the fact that what you have in your mm-hmm. heart will affect the outward right, appearance. Of course, it will mm-hmm. affect the mm-hmm. outside. Okay, so you cannot have one thing on the inside and another thing oh, on yeah. the outside. No, yeah. <laughs> those two don't go. They're mm-hmm. not separate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's uh, we start mm-hmm. there. And again, you know, God is calling mm-hmm. us to lay down a lot of things and to become and to uh, found our identity on mm-hmm. Christ right which is going to redefine a lot of things and reset the value in our lives of a lot of things that perhaps were important for us at mm-hmm. one point it's going to reset that and that's the process the other thing I would say is um, uh, oh, oh I, I, I lost my uh, mm-hmm. the thought there um what was it uh oh, it was the tip of my tongue <laughs> so i was i was saying that a uh, yeah when, when we come to christ he, he's asking us to reset mm-hmm. uh our values and in that oh here's the other point that i was going to uh, make now another thing that we have to do is when we come to scripture and this is something that i learned in the last one mm-hmm. three years when you come to scripture and you start reading because i was uh, ha- i was talking to a person and she was, and the, the person was telling me you know asking me these questions about the bible mm-hmm. um and today we have a certain uh way of looking at history that is not very mm-hmm. healthy um, so there's we look at history and we take it for what mm-hmm. it is right what happened we take it for what it is because we're looking at the past and then there's those people who look at history and see all of the atrocities that were committed and they only see the atrocities that were committed they only see the bad stuff that happened and they try to judge those people at mm-hmm. that time from where they are in the right, moment in right. this moment it's like me judging uh, someone who lived uh, a thousand mm-hmm. years ago by the standards and the knowledge etc that i have right. today which is um <laughs> which is aptly mm-hmm. named revisionist right. history it's like you want to purify mm-hmm. history and make it all good and like no you, you 
you're supposed to view a history for it is. what mm-hmm. is there. Oh, it was. And learn exactly and learn from it. Right. Correct. And so I think this is another thing that people do with the Bible mm-hmm. is that we look at the Bible, and in the Bible we have stories, and we have mm-hmm. statements, right? So we have accounts of. Where, where, uh, and this is one of the beautiful things about how God deals with us, um, and uh, encourages us to trust uh, Him because in the Bible there's some very, very messed up mm-hmm. things, <laughs> like really bad stuff yeah. that's in there. You would think, why would He put that in there? This is looking, it looks bad mm-hmm. on His uh, mm-hmm. portfolio <laughs> or, or His resume. Life. You would, uh, mm-hmm. right. Uh, that's what you would think, but the the thing that people uh, that people are, tend to confuse is that it is there to dem- to show you what happens when you choose to do things on mm-hmm. your own, right? It's not there to say, "Oh, God is a bad uh, caretaker or a bad mm-hmm. parent." It's showing you that no, this this is God showing you that oh, you want to do things your way, you want to figure it out, okay. Uh, look at what mm-hmm. happens. <laughs> it's there for us, you know, so that as Paul says, so that we can learn from it and make sure not to uh, step mm-hmm. over it again. So when we look at things from that perspective, we're looking at statements and stories. Mm-hmm. And people often take stories and want to turn them into mm-hmm. statements and turn the statements into stories, right. you know, twisting right. things around. And so in that, from those three things that I mentioned, I think that's where we would will begin to evaluate mm-hmm. from a healthier perspective this issue of okay um, I live in 21st century mm-hmm. um, how, how do I understand okay what what this what's mm-hmm. here in scripture regarding to uh, clothing or food or etc mm-hmm. right uh, yeah like when you when you said when you made the last point I was thinking, um, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, so-and-so in the Bible did this, so it should be okay for me to do it. So, for example, <laughs> someone wants to dance in their church. So they're like, David danced. Why can't I dance? You know, so so right. we have to understand that these characters in the Bible are not for us to take verbatim and do exactly what they did because all these people uh, were flawed right. people. The only person that we need to pick exactly. out of the Bible and follow verbatim is Jesus because <laughs> he was the only exactly. one who lived a life without sin and uh, to reiterate what you said the first point you made which which is um, which you you know explained so beautifully was when we are in Christ we are a new person we're supposed to be born again so there's this kind of factory reset happening you know <laughs> so mm-hmm. you know exactly. he's he's restoring you to be the person he wants you to be he's called you to be so in the process you have to undo so many things you have to unlearn so many things you have to be able to identify uh-huh. that uh-huh. weight this is very much part of my culture but it's it does not sit right with what the bible says so then i think there's a problem uh-huh. so the problem is not right. in the word of god but in my culture because culture comes from man uh-huh. it is you know it's a result of you know so many generations their habits and you know their priorities and occupation and ideas ideologies right. all of these things so so cu- culture right. always takes second place 
it's always the bible that that has to take first place if the bible says this then no matter what my culture says i have to understand that this uh-huh. is the word of god that's why that's why the bible talks about it, it says you want to follow the traditions of man instead of the commandments uh-huh. of god you know which is right. in vain because that's that is in it might not always look in contrast opposition of what the bible is saying but it still is a deviation uh-huh. so what does a deviation do it eventually takes you away right in the beginning it might not look right. like it but then it eventually takes you so far away that you're not on the same path anymore so i think uh, that I, that made a lot of sense that you know when you come to god then you have to sort of revisit everything that you believed in everything that you've been following everything that you've been taught because i remember when i um uh, when i joined um, the church um i think about 5 five, 5 five years ago now uh, uh joined the seventh adventist church 5 years ago i remember revisiting so many things that we were taught as children because i belong to I, i used to belong to another church before that and i had to revisit so many ideas that we were taught and you know compare it to what the bible is saying and we were like okay wait this has become so much part of my culture because you believe in it right like you were born into a particular belief and uh-huh. then you continue living in it and then you you compare it with the bible and then you realize wait but the, what the bible is saying is in contrast with what i am following and what i believe in and what my culture says so now i have an important decision to make right am i going to right continue to do what my culture has taught me what i'm comfortable doing uh-huh. what i like to do or am i going to change it am i going to um, you know um, put the bible in the first position first as a priority and am i going to follow that that's a decision all of us have to make right. and i always Absolutely. love to go back to what um, jeremiah 29:13 says he said the lord says you will seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart that is a beautiful promise because right. you can belong to any culture uh, you can have any belief system you could be an agnostic an atheist a different you know you i don't know you there's all kinds of things today right you could be in any exactly. state of mind you could come from any you know background or whatever but if you search right. for the lord with all your heart you may not know that his name is jesus you may not know that you may not be able to put a finger on it and say this is what it is but if you're searching with all your heart you will find him that's a promise in the word so that's that to me is so Absolutely. beautiful because you can come from any culture you may you know you may have some absurd traditions or whatever but if you search for god he uh-huh. will walk you through you know um the whole journey of bringing you to the place where he has been able to mold you and shape you into the person that he wants you to be you know uh-huh. and that to uh-huh. me is really beautiful yeah and i would like just like to add two more points mm-hmm. to that uh, to the discussion but the first one is uh, now there may be people thinking uh oh, this is mean that everything in my culture is bad <laughs> or everything uh-huh. about culture is bad like yes. uh, are we going Let's from one extreme that. to the other uh, and 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 the answer of course mm-hmm. is no because in the bible we have principles as well of how to go about evaluating the world mm-hmm. we live in because again uh, as we mentioned in previous podcast uh christian the walk with christ is a journey it is also a mm-hmm. lifestyle like the world that we live in 
despite the crazy stuff that's happening and the immorality and the injustices and all of the terrible things that are happening, there are some things that we can um, capture, that we can enjoy, that we can celebrate still, mm-hmm. despite all of the you know, perversions and atrocities. And one of the principles that always comes to mind is found in Philippians 4, verse mm-hmm. 8, where Paul explains. And now this is, of course, according to Scripture, because in our previous podcast, uh, we mentioned that uh, we have been at this impossible task of determining what is good and oh, what yes. is not good. <laughs> what is good, mm-hmm. bad, and what is good. We have been at the impossible task of mm-hmm. trying to do that. We have a, done a terrible job uh, demonstrating just how incapable we are at doing right. that. So, in the book of Philippians 4, verse 8, it says, Finally, my brethren, whatever is true, whatever is trustworthy, mm-hmm. whatever is beautiful, whatever is of a good reputation, mm-hmm. whatever is pure, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, he sets standards for things that as we go, as you mentioned, evaluating. Mm-hmm reevaluating the ideas the custom the practices and other parts of our culture that have been uh, has shaped our identity as we go through evaluating reassessing Mm -hmm. them we follow this principle is it trustworthy is it Mm -hmm. pure is it uh you know worthy of uh, um admiration Mm -hmm. etc uh think of these things we can celebrate them we can uh, continue to uh make them a relevant part of Mm -hmm. our life but whatever is not uh we ought to uh separate ourselves from it and the second thing is uh is that people often forget that just as God is intentional mm-hmm. about the things that he tells mm-hmm. us so is the enemy right. the enemy is intentional as well the devil doesn't go around doing things just to see oh uh, let's mm-hmm. try this out and see what happens <laughs> like no he's intentional yeah. about the practices the ideas the beliefs and everything that he influences people to do he's intentional mm-hmm. about it and there is a purpose right. for it like there's uh there are people who say uh, could i be a musician or a, you know like a pop artist <laughs> <laughs> uh, could i could i be and i'm like listen <laughs> let's not be mm-hmm. naive about certain uh about these uh, things you and there are people say well um of course who you don't gotta uh, god is more powerful than satan and i can go into satan's mm-hmm. bedroom and <laughs> be a pastor <Right. laughs> like no no like don't be mm-hmm. naive about the reality is that there is Mm -hmm. good and there is evil and both are intentional Mm -hmm. God is intentional in working out the good in this world and the things that he wants us to do and so Mm -hmm. is the enemy so we can't be naive about these things Um, and whatever we uh, you know whatever part of our culture that um, we are assessing if we follow the principles of scripture Mm -hmm. if it holds Mm -hmm. up uh, it's not a problem but if it is something that is going to uh, that goes against the principles uh, given to us in scripture mm-hmm. then uh, of course we ought not to uh, do that however here's here's one thing that I have mm-hmm. noticed um, in my experience as a Christian and listening to other people um, it's always people um, 
the, the people who always have an issue with this about the culture and certain practices it's like what i have always perceived from this like they're more interested in holding on to that part of their culture than anything mm-hmm. else they're not really trying to as you mentioned they're not earnestly seeking to get an answer to that mm-hmm. question from mm-hmm. god uh, because uh, more often than not we get disappointed mm-hmm. By the answer right. that Christ gives us, because He's calling us to something right. higher, something pure, something more elevated. Mm-hmm. That we, hey, yes, there's <laughs> that forbidden word. My goodness, <laughs> let's not use that <laughs> effort. If it requires effort, mm-hmm. wow, like no, like no. We we want to, we want things that require less effort. We want things that we don't have to change anything, right? We, we can go on and you know, mm-hmm. etc. So. Um, when he uh, calls, when he yeah, when he you know, uh, or something in our culture or part of our identity as well, because I've seen people do this as well. That they uh, one of the first things, and I heard this uh, no longer last week. One of the first things that was as Christians, when anyone asks us uh, any question regarding to our identity, the first thing that should pop out of our mouths is, <laughs> I am. Um, an American no not an American <laughs> I am a, a child of God and I, and I was thinking about that now like um, huh. and I was thinking you know most most of the time what what, what pops out of people, our mouths is I am a Honduran mm-hmm. I am a mm-hmm. Costa Rican I am a um, or the color mm-hmm. of her skin I am an Indian or I am a an Asian or I am a black person or I'm a Indians white Asians, person I'm like <laughs> right 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 yeah some people some people tend to right. forget that they they say I'm saying oh no India's a continent I'm like well I mean it could be but, <laughs> but <it isn't. laughs> not yet uh, it's a you know mm-hmm. subcontinent it, it could definitely be but uh, mm-hmm. so far not yet um, but you know they, they identify with a certain part of their mm-hmm. culture which uh, for them, that is the major definer in their identity. Right, right. Right. So Christ, again, the invitation is for us to reset our priorities mm-hmm. and put certain things mm-hmm. first. So when Paul says in the book of Galatians, uh, in Christ, mm-hmm. right, as he told the Corinthians, when I come back to you, the only thing I want to know first and mm-hmm. foremost of, of all of you is Christ and Him crucified. Right. Like that that's the that's the number one thing I want to know about all of you and then we can have our conversation about, you know, whatever mm-hmm. else. But first and foremost, I want to know how are you doing right. in Christ? Because that is where our identity is supposed to be mm-hmm. rooted. And unfortunately, what I've seen is that people tend to cling on to certain things like, well, oh, I'm a uh I'm a a mm-hmm. Westerner, or I'm, you know, or, you know, uh, any any um. Uh, some people even say I'm a I'm a Cardi B fan. I'm like, <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> like, okay, you know, like, etc. So they, I, we, the uh, they identify mm-hmm. or we tend to identify with certain parts of our mm-hmm. culture that, unfortunately, determines mm-hmm. too much and more more often than none finds itself at odd with scripture so we start to interpret scripture from that Mm -hmm. point of view 
and of course it, there are always going to be clashes there are always going to be clashes that people will say oh how can there be sla- how can you have the bible if there's slavery in the bible and i'm like name one text in the bible that affirms that slavery is a mm-hmm. good deal there is right. none and we, usually what they're referring to is the stories mm-hmm. in the bible where we see people who are uh, uh being uh, used as as correct or being enslaved and of course the the immediate the, uh, i don't know why this happens up to this day i'm still trying to figure it out when people think of slavery today the only thing that they can think of is slavery in mm-hmm. america like mm-hmm. that's it like um like if america is the only country in the world that has mm-hmm. slavery and no no other place in the world slavery mm-hmm. was the thing so in their mind they're like the only the only thing they can picture in their mm-hmm. minds when they hear the word slavery is oh what happened in america and when they see oh slave mm-hmm. in the bible how can this be and i'm like it's a, no oh yeah <laughs> no I mean, slavery has been part of <laughs> no, it's, every it's, every region in this world every mm-hmm. single mm-hmm. culture has had it in one form or another to a certain degree or another so, so the idea that oh what happened in america is like ah the base for mm-hmm. every no totally and so again the, the conflict arises when we take this particular part of our mm-hmm. culture and try to make that priority over our identity in mm-hmm. christ so we end up you know in all these battles about well i don't know about i want to wear my jewelry or i want to you know? so is your goal really to know what god wants for your life or is it more like a justification for you continuing to do a certain a practice for example i heard someone t- talking uh, no longer uh the last week about tattoos for mm-hmm. example because <laughs> you know it's just like the other big thing and like the next big thing oh i'm getting a tattoo and i'm like what are you gonna tattoo for for my dog who died mm-hmm. i'm like okay um would you care to explain yourself uh and and usually you know it's a very uh weird explanation mm-hmm. for these actions etc so i think that as as christians uh, the bible gives us enough principles as to how we ought to carry our life and that a lot of our decisions uh, especially life altering ones and other important uh, every one of those our decisions should be um uh, taken you know, or we should uh, view it from uh the the fact that we are a child of mm-hmm. god we are not of this world god has called us to be uh different to be unique and to a higher standard so right. when we do that a lot of things are going to be in con- in, in a conflict mm-hmm. because the world as we uh, as we live in today and as you were mentioning globalism uh, there is this attempt of allowing everything mm-hmm. You know, like oh, every do what thou will shall be the law mm-hmm. of the land. Do whatever mm-hmm. you want, uh, because no one has the right to question mm-hmm. uh, the way you live. And of course, that idea is very uh, contrary to Scripture, because God is the one who is dictating to us what is truth and what is good. And what is not good and he has all the right uh, to do mm-hmm. so and so 
we find ourselves in a world today where it is very uh, I was listening to a, a podcast uh, just a few moments ago, a few hours ago and, and he was the man was mentioning that he was so shocked to to uh, meet people at the airport who would come to him and say to him uh, I really like your show but whispering to him and he like why are you whispering <laughs> you know why, why are you whispering to me and many people will come up to him and they would whisper and talk softly to him and he said uh, that he was shocked because the only time he saw people you know acting that way in public was when he visited uh, the Soviet Union mm-hmm. or other communist mm-hmm. countries and the reason they would do that is because you weren't allowed to question mm-hmm. or to think a certain way right. uh, openly and loudly because you would be cancelled, right. destroyed, right. etc. And so the Christian truth, the Christian message is all but exclusive. <laughs> it's exclusive. Mm-hmm. It, what we're, the message is not... Uh, uh, what, what is the word? Uh, all inclusive mm-hmm. to the point that we're not we're not going to question anything that you do, or nothing that you do is going to be put on trial, or, or um, uh, conflict with the message of the Bible. And it's not because the message of the Bible is, you know, some hate speech or, well, you know, all that stuff that people, mm-hmm. uh, all those uh, words, fancy words that people make up nowadays. Um, is that? Jesus um, is first of all Jesus is not against culture right because he made human beings with the capacity to, to create culture and, and there's not a problem there's not a problem with that because he uh, in, in the book of Genesis he clearly said go out subdue the earth and fill it so it, it, culture was not going to a, be uh, absent let's say if things didn't go wrong no culture would have still existed it would have still been a part of our lives it would have still helped shape our identity right the, what but what the bible says for is that look at what happens when culture is left in the hands of mm-hmm. humans it's a mess it's a mess right and if see if here's the thing if you understand that um what your culture has taught you or what you've been following is against what the bible says and you don't want to follow what the bible is saying you will always find a reason to not follow no matter what it is right. no matter what it is under the sun if it is in opposition to what the bible says and you don't want to follow it you will always have in many cases in most cases more than one reason to not follow what the bible is saying because following what the bible is saying is almost always swimming against the current because uh, most of what our society teaches uh-huh. us today is is against what the bible teaches us so to to be uh-huh. able to follow what the lord says requires effort like you said it's a big word <laughs> in today's time but it is true it requires uh, yeah. effort and um going back to that promise if someone is searching for god with all their heart they will do it today's culture even 
in many churches uh, today uh, people are being taught that as long as you love jesus everything's okay you can do what you want as as if those right you know right. you, you it's like it's like telling a, telling a you know husband or a wife you know you love your spouse okay it's fine you go out uh-huh. you cheat on your spouse it's fine because you love your spouse you know as though somehow that gives <laughs> right, me the license right. to do whatever i want outside the house and then come back to this person and right. be like you know i love you right so it's fine whatever i'm doing outside mm. the house is fine right right that's not how it works yeah cuz you know mm-hmm. when when it comes to uh, the lord it's, it's... you have to pledge your allegiance to him you can't belong to the world and to the lord it's like stepping on two boats you're going to fall in the water pretty soon so uh-huh. following christ is swimming against the current and um um uh, in contrast to popular belief the lord wants us and expects us to deny ourselves okay that's the biggest word i think <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> to deny ourselves right, right. pick up the cross and follow him so to be able to look at like if you look at um let's say i'd like to you know uh, in closing i'd like to uh, quote what matthew 7 i think uh let me see verse uh, 24 says whosoever hears these things of mine and does them i will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock okay now what is this rock this rock is jesus so one of the implications yeah, right. of him being referred to as a rock simply means that he does not change he's the same yesterday today and forever so as long as you build your house upon that rock nothing can go wrong with it so when we build right. our faith on him on jesus not on these versions of jesus that the world advertises today no the biblical jesus the jesus uh-huh. from the bible uh-huh. the jesus that you will find when you go and seek not something that your preacher taught you or someone else taught you when you sit with the bible uh-huh. you open the bible and you find jesus for yourself okay when he comes out uh-huh. from beyond just being a character in the bible to becoming personal in your life that jesus when you build your house on that rock nothing nothing can bring that house down nothing can bring it down uh-huh. right so your faith has to right. be built on that rock he never changes so uh-huh. you can be living in 2020 or you could be from 1000 years uh, from the past or 2000 or 3000 years from the past no matter who you are you can always relate to jesus i mean that's the beauty of the lord right he he's uh-huh. he's so individualistic as a god you know he knows how to reach us wherever we are in our lives right. you know uh, sometimes as as right. teachers and preachers uh, you know we find it hard to relate to people to also explain them something from the scriptures because we don't uh, you know we don't um, sort of um, don't understand completely where they're coming from and what their culture is and why uh-huh. they say or do the things that they say or do but the lord is not like that he knows all of us in and out right he knows the number on our number right. of hair on our head like that's to me that is uh, i don't know beyond understanding so he is uh-huh. individualist right. that's so beautiful because 
he knows you more than anybody else and he's ready to pick you up from wherever you are and then bring you to that place because ultimately we've been called to be part of one flock one fold the bible says right. jesus wants to have one fold in the end and there's going to be one shepherd and one fold or flock you uh, know so to be able to resonate uh, with each other we have to all follow jesus from different places we come from different places it's like you know there's this one physical place if we can think of and jesus is there and he's leading people from all over the place to you know sort of come into right. that one place so that's what he's doing you know with all our lives and i think that's that's so beautiful because you know we may not understand each other's language each other's culture the way we dress the way we speak uh-huh. the way we eat we may not understand any of those things but we can still relate to jesus no matter who we are where we come from and i think that's the most beautiful thing sure and just to add to that um what jesus does uh when when calling us uh, to follow him is he is calling us to restore us uh to our original uh, uh state mm-hmm. or original uh, form and what this does with the, you know all the different culture every culture has something that i mean we we all, we look at you know the vast uh, number of cultures around the world and there's so much uh, there's good things that they all bring to the table mm-hmm. that we can all uh, celebrate and and cherish in that you know help enrich uh, our human experience mm-hmm. here on earth um and but the one thing that uh, what Jesus does is that unlike um he r- rises us above all of that and sets us all on the same equal uh, plane um uh, to our original value so that each and every individual uh, no matter the culture that you come from uh, you're equally valuable uh in the sight of god despite your culture despite your race despite your uh, social economic status okay. etc all of that is irrelevant because to god every single individual mm-hmm. as you pointed out is of utmost importance mm-hmm. and value mm-hmm. and so uh, god is calling us to that you know to uh we our cultures uh separate us uh because they're different um and this is all part of course of the enemy's uh strategies to divide people uh so that we don't uh get to uh, understand each other and we 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 start to you know exalt ourselves uh you know my culture is better than yours because we have this etc and then we try to you know supplant each other supplant each other's mm-hmm. culture the beauty of jesus is that he brings he truly brings people together mm-hmm. truly because unfortunately today as you mentioned in that example uh words no longer mean anything mm-hmm. or they don't mean uh anything specific or objective you know for example uh you said uh people say and the pastors say uh, it's okay what you do and how you live as long as you love jesus mm-hmm. as if though <laughs> like what does it mean to love mm-hmm. jesus like what does that mean uh, <laughs> is that just like uh, what a catchphrase mm-hmm. 
that that phrase has huge implications and profound implications for your life that is going to change your life right okay it's going to change your ideas your beliefs your habits uh the way you view life it's going to change a lot of fundamental things about you mm-hmm. <laughs> that will it would also determine a lot of the way uh that you live the things you love etc right so people say these things that are you know very contrary and the example that you give like can you imagine someone saying to their wife uh i love mm-hmm. you and then go sleep with 50 mm-hmm. women <laughs> like how is how is he demonstrating mm-hmm. how does how does him being unfaithful to his wife an act of mm-hmm. love like how how does that how does that match up like in what in whose mind mm-hmm. does that make sense mm-hmm. you know what i mean we're so words uh, we, we throw we throw around these words and we don't we're not even listening mm-hmm. to ourselves mm-hmm. while you were you know mentioning that i was looking here at something um for those for people who may ask what is the relevance of scripture mm-hmm. in today's age I think this year has quickened people mm-hmm. to rethink that seriously mm-hmm. how how relevant is scripture to the day and age in which we live in I'm going to read uh here uh some verses from the book of and this is uh 2 Timothy chapter 3 and this is a passage that I've read so many times growing up and I've heard so many people mm-hmm. read it but every time I read it it I'm I'm amazed at the accuracy mm-hmm. the accuracy with which it describes people mm-hmm. it's just incredible <laughs> so let's read it and I'm gonna pause and then get your reaction so it says but know mm-hmm. this hard times will come in the last mm-hmm. days for people will be lovers of mm-hmm. self lovers of mm-hmm. money boastful proud mm-hmm. demeaning disobedient to parents ungrateful mm-hmm. unholy unloving irreconcilable slanderers without self control mm-hmm. brutal without love for what is good mm-hmm. traitors reckless conceited lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of god holding to the form of godliness but denying its power <laughs> now am i talking about am i talking about uh, 2000 years ago or or like does the that description does that that does that ring any bells does it click mm-hmm. any light bulbs go off what is your reaction because i see i think at the core of it all we're all the same like you may uh, like we look at israelites they're like like the aliens okay they're like we think oh how can the israelites you know do this or how could they have been like that but we're exactly the same so all these all these things that we saw in these verses verse 2 and 3 and 4 the people the people back in the day were the same and we're the same just that the way we do these things the way we get to being like this could be different 
but at the core right. of it all we're all the same we love uh, you know pleasure more than we love god we're traitors you know we're high minded we you know we give in to natural affections and we, you know we falsely accuse people we fears about things you know we despise we blaspheme we're proud and uh, we covetous and all of these things we all are in in one way or the other no matter which culture we belong to i'm not saying that all, every single human being has every single one of these problems but what i'm trying to say is at the core of it all we have these characteristics in us and unle- and and if you see it says you know verse 4 it says lovers of pleasure more than lovers of god so then that shows you the contrast you can't be a lover of pleasure and also love god at the same time you know it it cannot happen they they contradictory things you know so to right. to love god is to hate evil isn't it so so if you if you right. have to hate evil and and let me tell you you cannot hate evil of your own you cannot do it none of us can do it that has to come from walking in the light walking with jesus the holy spirit living in you then you are going to develop this hate for evil not for the evil doer <laughs> we often tend to mix those things up <laughs> we 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 right, right. more easily start hating the evil doer rather than the evil mm-hmm. you know so we have to keep that in mind because right. as humans we become so judgmental but the point is we all have you know so many of these characteristics in all of us no matter which culture we belong to but as long mm-hmm. as we place our eyes on jesus as long as we're ready to seek for him more than anything else the bible also says seek ye first the kingdom of god and mm. his righteousness mm-hmm. not our self righteousness exactly. but his righteousness and all these other things are going to fall in place all these things will be given unto uh, added right. unto us uh, absolutely right so uh, i'm glad we were able to discuss um, this subject because i think it's is really important to understand that no matter which culture we belong to which time we live in the bible is still very relevant to all of us and we can follow it verbatim the way it says we should do things um uh, one other thing that i want to mention is that we have to always understand the historical context of anything we read in the bible uh having said that i'd like you to pray for us before we close sure uh just before I would have two quick closing points. Mm-hmm. Number one is, as I mentioned uh, at the beginning, I would just like to re-emphasize this: um, the the this is a transformative journey mm-hmm. uh, where God is walking with us mm-hmm. uh, through this through life mm-hmm. uh, through our culture. our identity and he's asking us to focus on that which is true which is pure and that which is going to really uh bring out or or, or restore us mm-hmm. to that perfect union perfect relationship with him mm-hmm. and as we walk on that journey there are a lot of things that um are going to be reset our priorities are going to be reset mm-hmm. and as you mentioned in that very well-known verse but very profound verse of Matthew 6 
verse 33. Seek ye first, make your first priority God, and then the other things that we saw adamantly follow or pursue will fall into place in which they correspond. So may that be our desire, you know, to do just that. Absolutely. And God will definitely be there to help us to do just that. Because that ultimately is the goal. Right. So, let us pray. Dear God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for the rich and variety of experiences that we're able to have here in this world in which we live in. So many different cultures, so many good things we can learn. We thank you for the richness of life. Uh, we thank you for your word that helps us to navigate uh, through our culture, through our identity, and to cling to that which uplifts you and that which elevates us to your presence. We thank you this afternoon for what we have discussed, and we do pray, Lord, for all of those who are listening, that your Holy Spirit may continue to work in their lives, transforming their mind renewing it so that they may judge what is the good and acceptable will of God. We ask, Lord, that you may help us all to be each and every day more molded to the culture of heaven, preparing us for that day, the great reunion when people of all different cultures will be there to celebrate the true freedom, true identity in Jesus Christ as your goal was from the beginning. Thank you for this opportunity. We do ask a special blessing upon us. And may we continue to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Tyron, for joining us. And uh, I'd like to close and um, we'll meet on the next episode. Thanks once again. Uh, you're very welcome. <laughs>